Welcome to the Open Heart Podcast. I'm Pascal Meyer, Editor-in-Chief of this new cardiovascular journal of BMK. I'm interviewing James Nicolantonio today. He's a uh, clinical pharmacist at the Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City and also an associate editor of this journal. And um, he has written a very interesting, very provocative uh, editorial for us on nutrition. Uh, James, maybe you could briefly introduce yourself in more detail. Well, thanks, Pascal, for having me. Um, my name is James Antonio. I'm a doctor of pharmacy. I'm also a cardiovascular research scientist at the Mid-America Heart Institute, and I'm also a clinical pharmacist uh, with Wegmans Pharmacy. Thank you very much, James. And I'm very pleased to talk to you today about this, this uh, very interesting paper. You are uh, an expert in this field and have uh, a lot of provocative thoughts and insight into this field. And it's also a pleasure because we are also privately good friends and work together on, on many different projects. So please summarize the, the finding of your, of your editorial. Sure. So we have worldwide dietary guidelines recommending low fat, low saturated fat. And we also have them recommending that we get most of our caloric energy intake from carbohydrate. And they also recommend replacing saturated fat with polyunsaturated fat. So what I did was I wanted to look at the data and see if it really matched with these recommendations. And one of the lines of evidence that these recommendations are based off of is uh, from a man named Ansel Keys. He published a paper in 1952 where he showed that the more uh, fat calories one ate, the higher the risk of death due to degenerative heart disease. The problem is, is he only basically graphed for six countries when data were available for 22 countries. So he ended up basically eliminating the 16 countries that didn't fit his hypothesis. Fortunately, though, five years later, two authors published the full data set, and the, the association was greatly diminished. So if you look at, let's say, 30% of energy from fat calories, one country would have a very low rate of death due to degenerative heart disease, and another country with the exact same intake of fat would have a high rate of heart disease. So really, the data didn't match once the full data set was put together. So another line of evidence that this, these dietary guidelines are based off of is that we know that linoleic acid, which is an omega-6 polyunsaturated fatty acid, is great at lowering cholesterol. And saturated fat has been shown in short-term trials to raise cholesterol levels. So that's, that's really where the evidence comes from based on cholesterol. And we knew that pe people that had higher levels of cholesterol tended to have a higher rate of heart disease, but this wasn't necessarily shown you know, in, in other trials, but you know, that's where the evidence stemmed from. So in 1961, the American Heart Association put out the recommendation that we should increase our consumption of vegetable oils, lower our intake of animal fat, and it, the reason we jumped the gun on those recommendations is because you know, President Eisenhower in the 50s had his heart, heart attack, and the, the Americans were scared. They, they really wanted answers, and 30% of all deaths were, were due to heart disease. So the American Heart Association really jumped the gun on the evidence and said, let's switch out saturated fat for polyunsaturated fat. And so what Chris Ramsden did in 2010, he published his meta-analysis in the British Journal of Nutrition, and he looked at separating omega-6 and omega-3 for the saturated fat intake. So prior to this, all meta-analyses, the Mozafarian meta-analysis and the Jacobson meta-analysis, they all combined omega-3s and omega-6s and compared them to saturated fat intake. But Chris Ramsden said, well, wait a second, 
Omega-6 is totally different than omega-3. Let's separate them out and see if there's a difference. So what he showed was is that the trials that solely replace saturated fat with omega-6 showed it basically a signal for an increase in all-cause mortality, whereas the mixed trials that included omega-3s showed a reduction. So basically in 2010, we had the evidence that the recommendation to lower saturated fat and replace it with omega-6, we knew we didn't really have the evidence. But until 2013, we had an updated meta-analysis from Ramsden and colleagues, again, published in British Medical Journal. This time, he recovered data from the Sydney Diet Heart Study. And he was able to basically show that in the Sydney Diet Heart Study, which was a secondary prevention trial, when you replace saturated fat and trans fat with omega-6 linoleic acid from safflower oil, there was a significant increase in death due to coronary heart disease and death due to cardiovascular disease. And there was basically a nominal significant increase in all-cause mortality. And when he combined that data with an updated meta-analysis, he basically got the same results. So there was about a 30% increase in coronary heart disease death, as well as death due to cardiovascular disease, about a 30% increase that would just miss statistical significance. It was 0.06 and the p-value was 0.07. But when he looked at just the secondary prevention trials, it became significant. There was an 80%, about an 80% increase in coronary heart disease death and death due to cardiovascular disease. So pretty much the, the guidelines that all recommend this replacement, it's not matching up with the current evidence. So I think that we, I think it is time that we, we kind of reconsider those recommendations. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting and uh, provocative. I mean, I, I still to this day have my patients to eat no kind of animal fat or very little animal fat and uh, a lot of these, you know, polyunsaturated fat. So to this day, I think most clinicians, that's what they recommend to their patients. And what do you think would need to happen to, to change this perception? Why do you think there is this misperception? So I think, first of all, the, the dietary guidelines need to not only eliminate the recommendation for, for lowering saturated fat intake, they need to completely eliminate the recommendation that we need five, at least 5 to 10% of our energy from omega-6. So the American Heart Association scientific advisory statement in 2009 specifically recommended that we, we, in, we get 5 to 10% at least of our energy from omega-6, not omega-3. And it's really the omega-6, particularly from corn oil and safflower oil. So we can't really say if soybean oil or cottonseed or sunflower is harmful. The, the trials that showed the harm was from corn oil and safflower oil. And so if the dietary guidelines would change the recommendations, that's a start. But I think there also needs to be a public health campaign that was as strong as there, there was in the 70s and 80s, where you know lowering saturated fat has never been shown to reduce cardiovascular disease. So we had the Women's Health Initiative, which was a randomized trial in 50,000 women, and a low-fat diet didn't reduce cardiovascular disease, it didn't do, reduce all-cause mortality, and it didn't reduce cancer. And we also tested a low-fat diet in, in myocardial infarction patients. It was called the Low-Fat Diet and Myocardial Infarction Trial. And literally, one group received a low-fat diet. They obtained about 40 grams of animal fat, whereas the other group got about 120 grams. The patients ate 500 calories less. They lowered their cholesterol levels. Um, they lost significantly more weight, and yet it didn't reduce a single heart attack, and it didn't lower all-cause mortality. And then we had a meta-analysis by Siri Torino, and I believe it was 2010, it, 
containing over 350,000 patients showing that a high intake of saturated fat didn't, didn't increase the risk of heart disease and actually showed a signal for a reduction in stroke. So I think we, ought, we need a public health campaign as big at, that was demonizing saturated fat to now say, you know what, we had it wrong. The other um, aspect of this too is when, when in the 1977 we came out with the first dietary goals for Americans and we said increase carbohydrate, lower saturated fat. So we have good data now from NHANES from 1970 to 2000 showing that our intake in refined carbohydrate, particularly in the United States corn syrup, significantly increased a decade before the diabetes and obesity epidemic, which is what you would expect to take. It takes about 10 years for a dietary intervention to start increasing the risk of diabetes and obesity. So from 1970 to 2000, we had a huge increase in um, the consumption of refined carbohydrate, particularly corn syrup. Saturated fat intake was not increasing. So we, we knew that it wasn't the saturated fat that was increasing diabetes and obesity. We also need to change the public health perception that, well, if you lower saturated fat, you're going to lower your cholesterol. It's an imprecise notion because if you replace it with carbohydrate, you increase small dense LDL. So there's two different forms of LDL. There's pattern A, which is large buoyant LDL. And that's what seems to be raised with saturated fat. And when you replace saturated fat with carbohydrate, you actually get an increase in the small dense LDL, which is much more atherogenic. So we also need to educate clinicians and the public health that there really isn't just one bad cholesterol. There's small dense and there's large buoyant. And we, and we see an increase in the large buoyant with saturated fat. And we see an increase in the small dense with an increase in carbohydrate. And so what would you recommend to patients if a patient after a heart attack, what are the kind of one, two key messages that you would uh, recommend for their change in nutrition? So certainly for a patient who's experienced a heart attack, we, we've shown from the 2013 meta-analysis that there's a significant 80% increase in death due to coronary heart disease if you replace a combination of saturated fat and trans fat with omega-6 safflower oil or corn oil. So I would basically caution patients to not do that. I would also recommend a low carbohydrate, low sugar intake. But the problem is, is for the 600,000 items of food in the United States, 80% of them have hidden sugar in them. So whether it be in, you know, tomato sauce or ketchup, or even in your burger buns, there's sugar, high fructose corn syrup in it. So it's really hard to avoid this high intake of sugar, but I would recommend a low carbohydrate, low sugar diet, and I would not recommend replacing saturated fat with those two particular oils, corn oil and safflower oil. Well, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, this is certainly changing my, my daily practice. And uh, this, these are questions that come up basically every day, every, almost every patient asks, you know, how to adjust after a heart attack and how to change the diet and the lifestyle. And uh, I used, used to base my recommendations on these, uh, on these guidelines and, and told them, you know, to reduce um, animal fat. And I will definitely, uh, definitely change my recommendations from now on. So, so thank you very much for this very interesting podcast, James. I appreciate it, Pascal. You have a nice day.